Welcome to the Gridiron Crew, an NFL podcast made in Scotland, discussing America's game. Week 16 is just about around the corner, so it's time for the preview crew. I'm your host Dan, and joining me tonight are some of the finest crew members. Now normally, as people that are regular viewers or listeners know that I slag the guys off in this intro, it's my, it's my chance to have a go at the guys just for a bit of fun. But tonight is Christmas, I'm going to be nice. But what I am going to do is test your home team knowledge, guys. We can't, we'll see how, how well you know your own team here, right? We'll come in a second, though. First up, we've got Stu. Stu, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing really good. Hey for you, sorry. <laughs> yeah, just uh, hanging out in the car again, as always. Last day of work kind of thing, so I was just getting some uh, last-minute reports out the door and last few meetings, and uh, then I'll be running off to get the last-minute Christmas presents. <laughs> yeah, it was my last day today as well, so I'm delighted to be finished. Next up, we've got uh, Big Chief himself, Studs. How are you doing tonight, Studs? Yeah, all good. I'll, I'll make it a hat trick as well. It's my last day as well today, so I'm off tomorrow and um, doing, doing my good deed and doing the rounds as a big jolly red fellow tomorrow and a few schools. Right, glad to hear it. Uh, Studs, do you want to just a wee, a wee shout out something you were telling me before we came live, before we kick on a kick-off question? Uh, just tell the folks listening and watching what your, your wife that does. That's a good good story. Yeah, um, my wife and our, my, our good friend, Karen, what they've done over the last few years is they've basically contacted local schools in the, in the Hamilton area and basically found out if there's any families that are really struggling over the Christmas periods. And what they do is, call, there's a whole group, a whole host of them now. They basically get together and get meals for over the Christmas period for these families that are really struggling. Um, and they donate them into the schools. So, as, again, there's no no sort of face-to-face, so there's not that kind of awkwardness or embarrassment of, of taking food off people you don't know type thing. So it gets donated into the schools. So as the kids and the families are getting a Christmas meal, some um, some retreats and stuff like that over Christmas. And it's started doing that a good few years ago, and it's, it's kind of grown and expanded. So they're going into more schools. And this year they've been able to add a toy for each kid in the family as well, which is great. And um, genuinely, can I thank the people of Hamilton and the surrounding area enough for their generosity and stuff? And obviously, a massive shout out to all the all the women that are organising it um, between them. So yeah. that's kind of what I'm doing tomorrow is delivering those those food parcels in for families that are really struggling at this time of year. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a great uh, great thing for them to do. So shout out to all of them, Paul. That's fantastic. Like, well done. I, know, I know you guys genuinely think I'm a bit of a dick, but I'm actually not that bad. I'm, I'm quite nice sometimes. <laughs> I, I mean, just with everybody else. I, I you know, could say those studs, like, you know, obviously uh, your partner's doing all the organisation and everything of it, and I see that you're uh, taking the glory and doing the, the Jolly St. Nick thing. I uh, not, <laughs> not at all. I'm doing the heavy lifting. I need to carry the parcel. So, but no, <laughs> I, as I said, it, is, it's all, um, it was all my um, Karen and my wife's idea to kind of get it all started and stuff, and they, they really do, as much as I'm joking about doing the heavy lifting, they are really doing all the heavy lifting, like wrapping all the parcels, getting the bags together, making sure each bag's organised for the right, the right amount of people in the family. So no, absolutely not, no, no glory in it for me, Stu. It's all all about those uh, good no, women. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. Well done. Yeah. Excellent. Great, great to hear. Right, guys. So I'm going to give you 30 seconds here, right? Because I know if I use any more that, you could Google it and cheat, right? <laughs> So what I want from both of you is that you might know this already. It might be a part of your knowledge of, of your team. Tell me, who is your team's all-time leading points scorer? There you go. If, if you know the answer, you can see it. You don't have to wait the 30 seconds. Oh, I'm going to say Travis Kelsey. It seems like an obvious one. I'm not sure it is, but I'll go Travis Kelsey for the Chiefs. I'm going to go AJ Green. Okay. Oh, good for the Bengals. Oh, guys, both are good shouts, but think of this logically. What players tend to get the most points for a team? Oh, uh, always the kicker. Kickers. <laughs> so would you like to go on our goal quickly? Um, <laughs> is it Jan Sternerud? No. Throw a, throw a random one out there. Is, so, it the, is it the Rattler? Who's that? Uh, Ken Anderson? No. No. <laughs> They're both failed miserably on your own team. Oh, so. <laughs> but for the Bengals, it was Jim Breach, who was a kicker between 1980 and 1992. He scored 1,151 points. And for the Chiefs, it was Nick Laurie, who was 1980 to 1993, scored 1,466 points. 
There you go, guys. And just to throw my theory, your theory out the window, the Cowboys' top point scorer, who is it? Oh. It's not going to be a kicker, obviously, because that's the theory uh, at the window then. Right. Uh, it's an obvious answer. Emmett Smith? Correct. Yeah. 986 points. Not bad going for a running back, eh? That's excellent. But guys, as, as the kickoff question we normally do, and I can I normally put you on the spot and try and get an answer for me, but we've prepared this week's kickoff question because it is such a good a good theme. So, folks listening and watching, basically what we've done is we've done a crossover. Do you know what I've done, guys? I've done it every week. I forget to put the banners on. <laughs> every single week. There we You're go. You're going to get a sack, man. I know. That's what Friday is. One of you do the job that bad, you get sacked. <laughs> so, basically, we're having an NFL stroke Christmas number one crossover. So, guys, basically what we've done We've got homework. We've come up with some Christmas songs that have got an NFL-related name within the song title. All right. So what we do is we're going to we've got fifteen. We'll just rattle them off quickly. Studs is going to go first because he the number one. He's going to tell you is it was my first favorite pick of all, and I loved it when you shouted this one. <laughs> and then my second one was number two. So Studs, you kick us off with your first five. Right, it's first five. So we've got Marquis Navida. Um, number two. All I want for Christmas is Sue. Number three, let it sue, let it sue, let it sue. <laughs> then we've got number four, I saw Murray kissing Santa Claus. And number five for me, Rashad White Christmas. Yeah, a few crackers in there. <laughs> uh, five for me, so we've got a uh, Slay Another Day, Darius Slay. I like that. Keen reference, fantastic. Uh, and this one, uh, I, p- I pulled a random name out of the hat for this one. Rock Yasin around the Christmas tree. Then we get uh, Jingle Bell Brock Purdy. And then uh, O'Tanahill, an old uh, traditional oh, one. one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my last one was a shout for Keith. Brady, it's cold outside. It's a good one as well. No, good. Go, Stuart, your five. Hey, my five, uh, number one here. I think this is one of yours, Dan, actually. Uh, Mary's Cowboy Child. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, number two, Jingle, um, my cousin, Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> my favourite, number three, Little Saint Nick Folk. <laughs> number four, this is a great, this is one of key such, this was excellent, uh, Silent Snap Count Night. That was good as well. And then number five, Holly Jolly Checkdown Pass. Yeah, so absolute crackers in there, guys. That was a, that was a good laugh, didn't that? Uh, we're doing our homework for this one, so <laughs> folks are listening and watching. If you've got uh, any other shouts you think should be included in our uh, follow-up album, uh, then get a shout on Twitter. I'm just about to put it out on Twitter right now. The post with uh, Keith's artwork was brilliant, wasn't it? Oh, was good. Christmas album, guys. I'm just literally going to tweet it right now. It is on the Twitter right this second. I'll get the guys to add it. I'm going to get Keith to add it on Instagram or something later, but it's on the Twitter now, so any... Uh, Follow-ups and any other suggestions you think we can add to the Christmas album? Let us know, guys. Hey, guys. Normally in the preview crew, we pick some games and we discuss them and we argue about who's going to win and then we curse teams and they end up losing because of us. This week, we're going to have a bit of a change. We're at week 16, so we're getting close to that time of the season where the playoffs are just about around the corner. Now, what we're going to do is basically get our predictions for the playoff picture. I don't want to leave it any later on this, guys, because it gets to week 17, week 18. It kind of starts getting a bit obvious who's going to be there. So now this is a chance for us to make an asset, really, and get our predictions completely wrong, as we normally do. So what we're going to do is we're going to run through AFC, NFC, and basically we'll give our eight teams that we think will make the playoffs. Or seven teams, sorry. Eight, seven, eight, whatever it's going to be. Seven. <laughs> Seven, I know, I was like, eh, <laughs> so seven teams that we think are going to make the playoffs. So we'll start with the FC first, guys. So we've already got the Ravens, so the Ravens are already in, all right? So he's only to pick six, all right? So studs, wake up yourself first. Both of you are AFC guys, obviously, so these are what to have a say in this, and I will. So studs, who are your other six teams and why? Well, obvious ones are, obvious one for me is going to be the Chiefs who I think qualify this weekend when they beat the Raiders in Arrowhead. So that takes them right out of the equation. I think, again, I think we'll finish second overall, if I'm honest. Um, so after that, I'm going to throw a wee... I think the Jags are going to drop out. I just don't think they're playing that great at the moment. So I actually think you're going to get the Texans and the Colts in there. 
Um, I think the Colts have, if I remember right, Colts have got a tiebreaker over the Texans, I think, um, just now. So for me, I think Colts are going to take that division. And then I think you're going to get the Texans in there as well. Then think you're looking at the Dolphins are obviously strong favourites to get in. Got a tough run in, um, to be honest. So I just I don't see them drop out at all um, at the moment. Which then leaves you you're looking at Browns, Bengals, Bills probably fighting out for those last couple of spaces. So obviously we. For me, I think I think the Bengals at Arrowhead. I think that's going to be too much for them at that point. Um, so I, I think they're probably just going to miss out. If I'm honest, I think they're looking at Browns, and but I would love to see the Bills fall out. To be honest, now for the pure story of it, I would love to see Jake Browning getting into the playoffs. I really would. Um, so, but I I just think it's going to be a step too far. So I think you're looking at Browns Bills as the other two. Interesting. So we're going. So you're going Ravens, uh, Dolphins to win the AFC East. Yes. Yes. Chiefs to win the West. Colts or Texans to win. Colts the South. to win the South. Colts and then you're going to have so then the three wild cards as such. You're going to have Browns, Texans, Browns, and Bills. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I can. Uh, <laughs> this is the thing at the AFC. It is so close. I mean, so close. Just before I come to you, Stu, I'm just going to read this out. So, taking out the four, well, I'm not going to take the four because the Jags still count. So, you've got the Jags at eight and six, number four seed currently. And Browns are nine and five. Bengals are eight and six. Colts are eight and six. Texans are eight and six. Bills are eight and six. Steelers and the Broncos are seven and seven. There's so many teams in the AFC that are still in with a shout with three weeks to go. Yeah, it's normally the NFC that's really poor, but normally they've all got losing records. For the NFC try to get into the playoffs. Could still happen in the NFC this year. I, I know, I know. Uh, well, Stu, I know you're going to disagree with one of those teams. So uh, give us give us your seven AFC teams. Hey, I mean, I I disagree with some of what you said, studs, but not for the reasons that you guys probably suspect and also I went I went with eight, what I did was I did eight teams for each uh, division I won't show you the NFC one yet just to kind of give the spoilers away because what I decided to do is do the seven that make it and then have like a cut line to say who's coming eighth and who's just missing out and you know just straight off the bat my number eight team is the Bengals oh. uh, I don't think they're making the playoffs and it's purely like you say studs I can't see us winning all three of our games um, to end the year, and I think even if we do, I was looking at some of like just the playoff kind of scenarios, like in the wind down to the year. There is a world where we can win all three of our games and we still don't make it because I mean, right now, if you look at our, our divisional record, we're own four. Uh, and the divisional division. records are killer. It's like even if we win the two games, it's like okay, cool, we might claw back a bit on the you know if we if the Steelers somehow end up in the mix, but I don't have them making it, so they're not there. Then even our AFC record, we're three six and zero. We've been That's making sure. NFC. We beat everybody in the West, that includes the Niners and that as well, like in their division. But we've just not been doing it in the AFC. So for that reason, I think we're going to be the team that misses out. And even like the playoff models, it's like. It seems to be kind of pretty much all over the shop. Like I've seen, I think NFL.com had is it sitting like 56, 57% or something like that to make the playoffs. But then the Athletics got us down at 15. And that's purely because of the AFC and the, the divisional tiebreakers. I think our only real path in is if uh, either the Colts or the Texans win their division. Which is sort of what you said, so it kind of flies in the face of what I've just said, or what you said, Studs, which sort of, can I, that's your prediction. Um, for me, just to kind of run through it, the way I've got it is obviously Ravens. Yeah, I'm going to have, I think I still have them winning the whole thing uh, for the FC. Um, so they'll be number one seed. I do think Miami holds on to stay ahead of the Chiefs. I know your run-in's a bit easier, but I, I think they're probably, they're just still, they're there kind of thing. So I, I, I have them second. Chiefs finishing third, winning their division. Uh, I don't really see any problems for you doing that kind of thing from here on out. Um, I still have the Jags winning the division, but I went back and forth on this so many times. Like, 
same thing as you. Like, I kind of sat looked at it, and I'm like, well, it could be the Colts, but it could be the Texans. Like, I mean, we've talked about it before, like, just about over the last few weeks, just in terms of, like, what coaches are doing well. Like, I, I know I was kind of pumping a bit for, uh, you know, for Steichen, um, and then DeMarco Ryans as well. Like, they've done really well, and they could be in for both of them, I think, are worthy of nods for coach of the year. Um, as well in there, but, you know, I, to me, I just I see the Jags doing it. Cleveland, I think they clinched their spot this weekend. Um, I don't know if they will finish fifth, but I think because I think if they win this weekend, there's no way they can't make the playoffs from here on out just because of their, again, like the tie breaks and everything else they have going for them. Same as you, I think the Bills are making it. Uh, I've got them finishing sixth as well because I think they're going to do enough to get in and then the Colts are the last team I have making it for the FC but yeah unfortunately for the Bengals like it's been great like watching Browning and that but I just uh, Chase is out for this weekend I don't know if you guys clocked that that news earlier for injuries as well and the fact that DJ Reader went down last week our run defence has been kind of not the best this year anyway um, but now that he's gone he. You know, the guy's a man mountain and he's probably been one of the best parts of defence all season. Or at least one of the him and Hendrickson have basically been the most consistent parts of the defence. So the fact that he's gone and now Chase is missing a week and stuff, I I don't know. I just I think things have just added up too much and I I can't see his can't see his kind of winning out. But so we're not making it. Yeah, no, it's that's tough. I'm just looking at the percentage as you mentioned in the Browns. If the Browns win this weekend their percentage to get into the playoffs goes up to 99%, so obviously they're in. Chiefs are the same. Chiefs win, they're in. Uh, the Dolphins win, which they won't, obviously. They're in. <laughs> <laughs> so, looking at so from my perspective, yeah, the Ravens and Dolphins and Chiefs, and so that's about the, the same three. The AFC South, the thing is, we're talking about the Browns win. The Browns are playing the Texans this weekend. So, that's going to be huge for playoff implications, yeah. but... And I think I think the problem's going to be at CJ Stroud looks like he's not going to clear concussion protocol. Yeah, that's the other part of it too. That's, think. that's huge. For me. I, think, I think if the Texans were to win, I think they would they would be pretty much not would stick on again, but I think they would get in. I think they're going to struggle if they're not with CJ Stroud this weekend. I want them again. I would love the Texans to get in. It's been some story this year. Yeah, I think I, I think they're going to struggle without Stroud this weekend, and then after that, let's see what's who have they got next week. I think that's the killer, as I say, they play Cleveland this weekend and then they play the Colts in the last weekend, so that's where it becomes difficult for the Texans. They've got the Titans in between as well, so yeah, realistically they need to win those three games to to get in and they're going to struggle without CJ Stroud this weekend. Um, Dan, on the Titans, are they Are the Titans even actually completely out of it yet? Yeah, Um, yeah, they are. They're five and nine, they're out. Eliminated yet? It was just because when they won the other week, I was like, Christ, could they somehow end up winning the if the Jags lose out? And it's quite funny because the Chargers are five and nine and they are just still in, right? Doesn't matter, like they've got one percent chance of getting in, right? But they're still in. But the Jets and the Titans are both out on five and nine, and the Patriots are obviously out at three and eleven. But the Chargers may as well be out, do you know what I mean? For for me, I think the reason I'd kind of said the Dolphin, the Chiefs overtake the Dolphins is purely because I, I we've got Cowboys this week and then Ravens next week. I don't think the Dolphins win the two of them, um, which then puts us ahead on the tiebreaker. If we win out our games and they if they yeah. drop one game, we go ahead in the tiebreaker because we beat them in Frankfurt. So that's kind of where I see us going ahead of the Dolphins. As I say, I don't think they beat the Cowboys and the Ravens. Yeah, true. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot they had the Ravens next week. Right. Yeah, yeah so that's a good point, to be fair. Ravens that would be the Chiefs winning, though. I was guessing. Chiefs are one of the three. We've got the Ravens. Who have we got? We've got the Ravens. Raiders the this week. Chargers last week, the last week. So you've Raiders, and then you've got... Oh, uh, where, where are these? The Bengals. <laughs> Bengals, sorry, because I, I mentioned it a lot. It's Ravens, hi. So it's same um, Raiders, Raiders Bengals, Bengals, Arrowhead, and the Chargers. So the next two are at Arrowhead, and then I think we're away to SoFi Stadium, which will basically just be like Arrowhead away anyway, because you can't get any Chargers fans in. The thing is, the weird thing is, you see, this this is the type of game for some reason that the Chiefs have not won this year. Yeah, you should win this game, and then they, they don't. Oh, well, I mean, we beat we beat the Raiders comfortably last time, so 
pretty confident we'll... To be fair, you've got, you've got the Raiders with Aidan O'Connell, the Bengals with Jake Browning, and the Chargers with Easton Stick, so... That's, yeah. a, that's, a ho- that's a hockey player's name, surely, Easton Stick. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a bloody brand that... Well, Easton, is that's oh, that's 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 we've digressed. Sorry, so I was. Uh, I'm going to go. I don't. I've even looked at the fixtures just purely because I want them to win the division. I'm going to go with the Colts to win the South. Uh, I think the Jags still get in. Browns will get in. Yeah, but the Browns. I don't want the Bills to get in after last week. That way. <laughs> It's going to be the Bills on the team. It's on fat and form at the moment, isn't it? Aye. Yeah. Aye. I'm going to go Ravens, Dolphins, Chiefs, Colts, Browns, Jags, Bills. No particular I order. But... I love the fact that we're all putting the Bills in, and this is like after all year. Like every, <laughs> I can't say this enough. Every single time we back the Bills to do well, they stand on a banana skin. And yeah. then every time we're like, well, that's them. The playoff window is shut. It's over. It's done with. They're cooked. They need to blow it up and rebuild. They then win or whatever. Or they beat some impossible team that we never thought they'd be able to beat. And they do it kind of reasonably convincingly. And now yeah. we're talking to oh, the Bills, are, they're totally walking into the playoffs mm-hmm. and then watch they'll be contenders kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, maybe do the opposite of what we say, people. <laughs> Listen, well, I'm sure after just... it in the chat that they're going to lose to, they'll find a way to lose to the Chargers this week after three good, three good games. <laughs> They've got the Chargers, then the Patriots, and the Dolphins. Aye. So, so there's one at least two of them. I know. Miami as well. Not mentioned the Broncos. I was looking at them there. I was looking at them. So what, yeah, what is the Broncos running? Because, I mean, that is something I've kind of, big, I've bigged them up about, you know, over the, the, the last, massacre or whatever. They've got the Patriots this week and then they've got the Raiders in the last week. I just don't know who they've got in between. In between they have got uh, Chargers. Chargers are playing everybody in the last three games. Chargers have got like games like before the end of the season. It's just like somehow they're just, they're just getting forced to play everybody. Like get some experience for stick. So there's a single look at it. So So the Broncos actually as much as you Broncos just, could mention so them, bro- like they're running so like not that hard. Like. In the grand scheme of things. We've got a 33% chance of getting in according to NFL.com at the moment. Yep. Sorry, currently, currently sitting at 23%. If they win this weekend, it goes up to 33%. So their, their tiebreaker record must be brutal. Then if it's if it's that low, even if they win, it only go up to 33%. If they win out, right? Say they win out, which there's a good possibility they could, they'll finish the season 10 and 7. Right? So if you look at it. So we said so so we said the Browns, so the Browns will be ten and five more likely this weekend, right? So the Browns so those last two places. So the Jags are eight and six, Colts are eight and six, and the Bills are eight and six. So if the Broncos win out, the only thing maybe one of them to drop maybe one game. And they could be in. Hmm. It's possible. It's possible. That's right. <laughs> Who knows? Uncommon is it was the theme last year, I think, wasn't it? Uncommon it was their spiel last year. Yeah, that's that's what they watch. The Broncos are I think the Broncos are the one to watch. I mean the Texans, I want the Texans again. I love the Texans again. I just if Stroud's back this weekend, they've got a chance. If he's not they lose this weekend, they're pretty much done, I think. But I mean I would love them to win because I actually think about it because the Bengals we beat the Colts, so we do have the tiebreaker on them. So I think we for us to make it, we would not that we need it, but the easiest way for the Bengals to get in is if the Texans win that division because they have the tiebreaker over us. Whereas if they're a division champ, it doesn't bloody matter. Like they're, they're out of it. We're, we're not in that wild card kind of yeah. them. So yeah, I would also personally love the Texans to make it. <laughs> many many reasons. <laughs> I do wonder though, what if all three of them lose this weekend? And they all go eight and seven. That makes it very interesting. That's, I think that's the only Texans have got a chance. If they've not got CJ Stroud this weekend, they need the other two teams to lose as well. Debate. To have so a chance. Pat- and well, that brings Pittsburgh up to eight and seven as well. So that and, puts four of them on. And the Broncos on eight and seven. Well, I mean, the Jags, they are playing uh, a team that we're probably going to talk about 
at length in a second here when we move to the NFC. They're playing Baker Mayfield in the box. So, you know, a, a Jags win, especially when they're playing the way they've been playing, is not a foregone conclusion. So, yeah, so, you've got, so the Jags lose to Tampa Bay, the Texans lose to the Browns, Colts losing to the Falcons, that's very unlikely to be fair, but stranger <laughs> I mean, things have happened. Do you know what I mean? They, but even they if change quarterback, like the Falcons are changing quarterbacks again, but I mean, yeah. they're a team that they don't seem to go away, and their defense is really good. It's one of those things where the Falcons have been in a lot more games this year than I really thought they were going to be. Like I knew their defense was going to be solid, but you look at them and they're, they're just kind of they're hanging about there. Like, honestly, I think if you give that team a quarterback, like even one that's like it doesn't even need to be the best one in the league, if you give them like a kind of top ten, top twelve quarterback. Or the NFL, I think they would have been easily into the playoffs, especially. What, what if they had someone like I don't know, maybe like Marcus Mariota, maybe. He he'd have probably done a decent job from this year. Do you know what I mean? But do you yeah. know what else? Do you know what else they need? They need, they need a running back, don't they? I think that's one thing the Falcons really need is a running back. <laughs> <laughs> or just use the generational talent they've got. Yeah. I know, to be I'll fair, be... I got summed up brilliantly this week with her comment. She says, oh, you, you bring Bijan Robinson? Yeah, yeah, so you can block. I didn't bother. She was brilliant. Anyway, guys, that's AFC. I think it's, the AFC is going to really heat up. Um, and I think there could be a lot of teams on 8-7 and seven this weekend. That's going to make it even more interesting. I'm, I'm just going to say, I'm, I'm pretty happy that it is like far from a foregone conclusion. Like who's actually making it yeah. this season? Kind of thing. It's like there's still question marks there. Like, sure, we might know who. Like, I mean, you're right. Miami could maybe slip up and lose out in that division, but it seems like three of the divisions are sewn up, probably. Um, but the rest of it, it's like there's a whole bunch of teams that are still in the hunt and still have a chance. Like, even the yeah. Steelers, like, I doubt they do it, but they're still hanging about there. Like, yeah. I think if the Dolphins, even if the Dolphins lose out, I still think they'll still make the playoffs because they'll be ten and seven. I, I think I, they'll still they'll still be in. Um, so yeah. Right, let's flip over, guys, to the NFC. So already in, uh, we've got the, the Niners, the Cowboys are currently one and twos. Uh, Eagles are currently five, so three of them are in. So I say that I say the draw is going to be easy for these guys, realistically. <laughs> um, still, come to yourself first. So currently in the playoff positions at the moment. We've got the Lions, the Bucks, the Vikings, and the Rams. Within the bubble, we've got the Seahawks, the Saints. That's the only teams that have got a 500 above record. The other ones are still obviously hanging about, but that's your kind of six teams that are 500 above. So, where, where's the NFC going? Um, we have got a, a still, I think the Niners are going to take the number one seed. I have them there. I've got Lions finishing in the second slot. Um, just because I could see them, I think they played the Vikings twice in the last three weeks, yeah. don't they? Yeah. And just the way the Vikings have looked the last few while, as much as like, their defense has been absolutely awesome for a while and, until they faced Jake Brown and, and the mighty Bengals uh, last and week. In the fourth quarter, just uh, uh, just fourth quarter, Jake Brown. And... <laughs> that fourth quarter in overtime, just like, right down your throat, Brian Flores. <laughs> there we go. But um, no, like I, I feel like the Vikings. They just they don't have enough like on the offensive side of the ball, kind of thing. Like it's the Dobbs things kind of failed. Mullins did pretty well against us, but as much as the Lions' defense can be up and down, I have that as like two Lions wins. Um, and I think that's going to take the Vikes out of it, and I also think well that means Lions win that division, and they're going to end up with a record that's like uh, they'll finish above the Cowboys. Um, I've got Cowboys finishing third, so they do beat the Eagles out for the um, for the division title. As well, because interestingly enough, I've actually got the Cowboys beating the Finns this week in the battle of the NFC Cowboys versus the AFC Cowboys, as I like to call the Dolphins, because they're, they're very similar things. And uh, yeah, they put up loads of offense and stuff, but they seem to not like beating uh, good teams occasionally. Is that fair, Dan? Well, the Do- to be fair, as you say that, the Dolphins have are ten and zero against five hundred or less teams this year. They've not. The Dolphins haven't beat. A winning team with a winning record this season. That's what I mean. So this week, I think the Cowboys are going to do it. So then, apart from and, that, and we're at home as well. We don't I, lose at home. Yeah, don't lose at home. So then, apart from that, uh, I'm I'm not really making much. You know, I'm not really making many changes to it because, like, to be honest, I, I think the Bucks do win their division. So I've got them fourth. 
then after that, yeah, Eagles are locked in at fifth. Um, then it's it's after that when it gets a bit squiggly and going by who they've got left and the way they've been playing, I think the Rams are actually going to kind of they're making it and I think they're moving up to sixth. So I've got them in there, and then beyond that, this is when it gets really hard because there's so much. Meh, like like I say, the Vikings are falling off a bit, and I think they do lose those two, two Lions games. So, if they only win one more game, is that gonna be enough to get them in? Then apart from that, you think the Falcons? I'm like, do they make it? Did the Saints make it? So I ended up just basically tossing a coin and going, you know what? Somehow the Saints make it. Then I think they're the last team that goes in <laughs> for me, and it's not really justified on anything other than I think a lot of those teams are all just so kind of middle of the road like yeah. but it's exciting because there's a whole bunch that can make it yeah there is over yourself in studs how do you see it going oh again similar to, similar to what Stu was saying it's difficult to kind of see the teams that are in some of the teams in there kind of falling out obviously we've got the three ones I think same as Stu I think 49ers take the number one seed um where I think probably I'm probably going to differ, I think Cowboys take two because I think the Cowboys go to Detroit and beat the Lions next week. Okay. Um, I just I think the Lions defense I think's been starting to struggle a wee bit, and albeit take last week is an, an, an anomaly, and I think Dak and CD are certainly finding form, so I think they take two. Um, looking at the the Lions, same as Stu, I think they beat the Vikings home and away. So they're taking three. That leaves you with four, which I think Baker's just going to wrap that up. Um, I, I, Vikings, I've got dropped out. I'll not beat about the bush with it. Um, I think, again, the Rams' schedule, when you look at it, is too good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You've got Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup's back. He's starting to find them. Pukuna has been Pukuna all season. I think the Rams are going to move up to six. And I think, the, looking at the schedule, I think the Seahawks are going to sneak in there. Um, right. I never so, made that was That was the other team that I had kind of floating out. Them and the Saints. I was sort of going, ah. the, the reason I've kind of got the Saints dropped out is they, they go to Tampa next week. So the Saints looking at it this week. So they're playing the Rams this week. Yeah. I've got the Rams winning that. They then travel to Tampa next week, and I've got Tampa beating them there. So that's the Saints dropping two games right away. Um, and I, the Seahawks have got winnable games. Um, Seahawks are so Tennessee Titans this week. They finish with the Arizona Cardinals in the last week as well. Um, and I can't remember at the moment what they've got in. Steelers. That's who it is. They're trying. They're, so. Um, Aye, so <laughs> for me, that's where I think the kind of Steelers um, kind of. I, I think this result against the Eagles um, on Monday Night Football has just kind of made the Seahawks season, and it's just given them that wee boost. And I think they're going to ride that confidence into the last three games. Interesting, interesting. So, guys, I, I do not want to disagree with you guys, but my heart is going to is going to because the Niners had wanted, no doubt about it. My issue is that we need the Eagles to drop a game, right? The Eagles are playing the Giants, the Cardinals, and the Giants. <laughs> Which of those three games are the Eagles losing in your two minds? <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> I, mean, I think has will have something to say. <laughs> I, I, just, I just I can't see them losing any of those three games, and obviously I want them to. I just can't see. I mean, as I much think, as Tommy DeVito was doing a great job, but I just can't see um, the Eagles losing to them. The Eagles, as Kev's mentioned on the review crew through most of the season, the Eagles have just been doing enough. They've been found out the last three weeks. For me, they should have been found out at Arrowhead as well. Um, but they've just been doing enough. And I think that's their secondary is definitely beatable. And that's where I think. Obviously, they like to say Quan Barkley, and I think they're going to step up. Tommy DeVito, again, I think he's going to get at least one one out of the two, probably up at um, MetLife Stadium. Yeah. So the thing is, yeah, their secondary is beatable, but the Giants don't have any wide receivers. Uh, <laughs> and Darren Waller's coming back. Because <laughs> people do the Chiefs and they win games. So yeah, well, that is true. But if you think about it, on the flip side of it, their, their run defence is what they've struggled with. The Cardinals have got Connor. Mm -hmm. They've also got uh, Hollywood. 
and McBride. So you never know what the Cardinals. You never yeah. know. Yeah, right, you guys, found out about the Cardinals earlier in the season. You've swung ah, exactly. <laughs> Before the end They've now actually got a quarterback. <laughs> I just hey right, guys, you've swung me. I've decided. Right, I'm going with it. Fuck it. I'm I, in. I'm all I, in. Speak of existence, Stan. Speak of existence. Cowboys number two seed. Right. I agree. Lions take the three. Yeah. Uh, Bucks take the four. Eagles take the five. That's I think that's pretty much all set in stone. Those five teams in whatever order it's going to be in terms of Cowboys and Eagles is just five. I think the Rams are in as well. Um, I'm going to throw out a random name. Not a random name. I'm going to just pull one out there that I think is a bit left field. The Packers. I think the Packers might... If results can go their way, I think they could sneak in. I think the problem with the Packers is their week 17 game is a tough one. Um, yeah, so they've got the Carolina ball. this week and they finish with the Bears and it's their it week is. 17. I found I looked at it two minutes ago and I've completely forgot. Vikings, not really. Mm. Actually, <laughs> no, we did speak about that. I spoke about that in the preview, actually. So yeah. that would that would have them finishing nine and eight, right? Which is going to need a bit of need some help. Help, but it wouldn't be our predictions without a random name being thrown in, would it? I mean, the company have an eighteen percent chance of getting in. Do you know what I mean? But you know, we always see every year we see it. Comes down to the last game of the season, there's some random play happens that throws somebody at the playoffs at the last second, like somebody else in. But this then, year, did, you see the, did you see the Packers' defense this week? No. And they're coming up against Justin Fields as well, who will run, run, run. And the Packers, in fact, the Packers could have stopped Baker Mayfield throwing the ball all over them. Uh, <laughs> I, I've, I've just thrown something in for the sake of it. Oh Dan, I, I, I totally respect that kind of that shout. Um, I do agree with Studs though because I look at that last week, and I can see the Bears doing their typical Bears thing where they end up screwing themselves over. And it doesn't really matter because they've got number one lock pick locked in with Carolinas, but yeah. I see them doing their typical Bears thing and winning a game they shouldn't bloody win, um, or maybe you know shouldn't win in terms of not that they can't do it through skill, just that they shouldn't win because they should be thinking about their draft picks. At the end of the year, but um, you know, for them, I look at it and go, they have, you know, even if you go, Justin Fields is just going to throw the ball and not run it. They have like Foreman. They have uh, I've forgot Herbert. his name. Other than Herbert. Herbert as well. It's like they have good running backs. It's like they do have a good running game. So the Packers could struggle there, and especially yeah. if they're just like Ken. What? Let's send a message before next season, kind of thing, and let let's uh, show you who owns who. You know, after all the Aaron Rodgers stuff. In the last few years, like there's there's some there's some axes to grind there for the Bears, and some messages to be sent. So, well, that's was it. Not the last game um, at Soldier Field last. Or the last time they played at Soldier Field was there and Rodgers giving it. I I own you to the fan after some I choice words. Yeah, I still I, own you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think guys, with the Cowboys. I'm sticking with this one. I'm just putting my neck on the line. Going with the Packers. I think before but, last week. I did a Locked prediction and I think I had the Packers get in, but I just can't see it. I think they had to win. they had to beat the Bucks this week for me. Aye. Yeah. No, that's, that's a fair point. And I never looked at last week's fixtures and results before I'd done this because I forgot they'd get beat up that Bucks. But I kind of backed in there. Can back them when it's my own team for obvious reasons, but I'm not back them this one. <laughs> right, so that's it. So the, the the playoff picture is set. We've decided that's what's happening. So let's have a bit of a Third and top ten, guys, right? This one, I've flung this one in here because the question relates somewhat to the playoffs, all right? So, as we know the playoffs, you want our teams want to get home field advantage. That is, your home field advantage in playoffs is, is the out-of-head invitational, as you call it, studs, all right? So, what I want to know, right, and we're not going to go over this for too long, t- top ten teams since 1967, which is effectively Super Bowl one. With the highest win percentage at home. All right. Yeah. So this stat doesn't tell me whether it's regular season, playoffs, whatever. So just full stop, best winning record by win percentage at home since 1967. What I'll do is I'll give you three shouts each and then we'll take what we'll take it for there. So start with yourself, studs. Give me a first one. 
my, I'm going to, you mentioned earlier on about your team don't lose at home. I'm going to go Cowboys. Cowboys are third. Point six six six. Ooh. Ooh. Number in the beast. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers are number one. Point six eight six. So, so yeah, just when the years of dominance, like the seventies and the eighties, and then Tomlin, just even in the last few years, I know Steelers fans are maybe for some reason inexplicably getting on his back. I'm kind of going, like, I, I don't care what coach you have if you've got like a mixture of Pickett, Trubisky, and Rudolph as your starting quarterback, you're gonna you're gonna struggle. But just I over the last couple of decades, we or the last kind of fifteen odd years or however long he's been in there, like uh, it just seems like the Steelers don't lose at home, kind of thing. So yeah, that was my reasoning. Hey, <laughs> Studge, number two for yourself. Again, off the back of probably our most recent dynasty, I'm going to go the Patriots. Yeah, Patriots are in there. Let me just check where they are. Two, four, six, eighth point six two four. Stu. Okay. This one's a bit hard. Or I'm going to go a little more. You know what? No, I'm going to go Packers. I think Packers. Packers is they're in there. Number seven point six four six. Um, last one I'll go for I'll go for Philadelphia oh no miles it what 6 8 10 12 13th still you go 3 my last one I'm going to go with another divisional rival the Cleveland Brit. no obviously no the Cleveland Brit. Baltimore <laughs> 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 <No>, Ravens <laughs> Ravens number 2 even though they've not played as many games, but they've still got a percentage of 0.685. Another one I was going to, I was swithered between the Eagles was the 49ers again, just purely because they had that era of dominance was kind of where I was looking. 11th. 11th. Yeah, actually, the, actual, the top 10 are all 0.600 and above. 600 and above. The 49ers are 599. Oh. So, you've got what did you get there? He's got five. Right, so uh, right, so Steelers are one, Ravens are two, Cowboys are three. So you need to get four, five, six, nine, and ten. Just throw random names at me. Right. The Bears, they've been about for ages. Nah, <laughs> they have been, but they're not the top. Record in history, like are they? Have they got the lowest? The Bears are kind of the bottom half somewhere. Yeah, the Cardinals have the worst record, I think, of all time. I actually knew that. But right. Maybe the Colts? Uh, nope. See, Seahawks? Yes, number 10. Seahawks, 0.607. Not the Broncos. Um, yes. The Broncos no. are in. Broncos are number five. Wow, that's so much higher than I thought. Like, <laughs> recency bias is really a thing, like, to be honest, because <laughs> I kind of feel like just because they feel like they've been bad for a while, but I guess like the Manning years, they were excellent. And then, you know, they obviously had periods oh. of at various times before that. So, uh, yeah. Buffalo Bills. Nah. Nah. He's got Who did you say, sorry? Raiders. Raiders, no, they're just outside. They're the four Raiders just outside. Right, time's up, guys. I'll read through the list. Steelers, one. Ravens, two. Cowboys, three. Number four, Vikings. 0.663. Broncos, five. Six, Dolphins. 0.647. And we've never seen the Dolphins. <laughs> Packers, uh, sorry, two, four, six. Packers at seven. Uh, Patriots at eight. Nine, the Chiefs. Oh. <laughs> like, I, I just assumed you'd said that for, like, I forgot that you know, hadn't been said because I assumed you would have said them first <laughs> and then the Seahawks at uh, number 10 so yeah so there you go guys that was, that was a good one he's done alright actually and they're all right. Right. you go I get that he's <laughs> done alright um, I enjoyed that right guys so since we're not covering any games this week we're just going to do our uh, usual rest in one so we'll basically we'll read you out some games and one more dancers, who's going to win them? We probably actually have already answered all these in the conversation <laughs> we've just had about the playoffs. But... <laughs> we'll summarise and then we can go back and check and see if we what we said earlier. We we just con- 
if we contradicted ourselves on that. Yeah. Uh, we do use a clockwise order, so we'll start with yourself, Stud. So we've got the Saints and the Rams. Yeah, uh, for me, it's Cooper Cup's back. He's, I think they're just going to dominate the dominate the Saints. Uh, Rams, I think Williams is going to run all over the top of them to try and help me in one of the fantasy leagues. <laughs> yeah, the Rams are getting the crew curse. I'm going for the Rams as well. Actually, just I don't completely derail everything here, Dan. Am I playing you in the the Joby Bowl playoffs for the grid out uh, for the crew? Uh, you might be. I think you might be. Let me just check. Is the NFL one? Is it NFL or the sleeper one? Sleeper, sleeper. Because I had a bye last week, so I've not really looked. Yeah, because you had a bye because you did that badly. I mean, I love the <laughs> fact I, I just missed out in the playoffs, and then what happens is I end up bloody losing week one. Or I think it was Scud's team or something like that. Like I ended up losing out too. So I'm getting flushed closer to the Joby Bowl. Like me and my my homes on my team kind of thing that I thought I was going to do excellent with. And but you know the thing is, last week, right? I was on the bye week, and my players all turned up for the first time this season. <laughs> when did you say, wow, that's fantasy. I was like, what? <laughs> I would have beat two teams that played in the top playoffs. I'd have just been beat by... A... Studs, you would have just beat me last week. It doesn't help I mean. me because I get beat. <laughs> so I so it's me and you this week, but uh, you're predicted to beat me by a decent margin. So the moment I'm showing is 98 points, you're 122. Weeks and I was bloody loose. <laughs> and I've not really get I've not really got any changes I can make to my team to make it any see, better. See what that seeing as it's the jobby bowl and it doesn't matter for the championship and it literally just impacts who finishes like asshole last. Why don't we make this interesting? What? Go for it. Okay, why don't we just do a positional battle where we pick one player and we just bend the rest of our team? <laughs> Kickers only. I was going. I knew where this was going. <laughs> kickers at dawn. We just, we just drop all our players and keep our kickers in. Not actually drop them because we, we don't want other people picking them up on waivers. Uh, no, you just bench them all and leave your we, kicker in. Just play kickers. Ah, yeah, you can basically leave your positions empty. We better, we better check with the commission that that uh, doesn't okay, break any rules. I'm just offering it up there as like why not for the banter because it's losing. <laughs> so just just looking at teams, I've completely derailed this conversation. But look at the teams you've got. Hopkins is your kicker. Yes, I have a choice. Oh, you've got two. I've got two. Yes, <laughs> Aubrey. <laughs> oh, I wish. In fact, I don't. Aubrey's only going to get one pointers this week. I have Young Wee Koo. Ooh, the legend. Oh, or Butker. Oh, the butt kicker. <laughs> so, let's take it to the commission, see what the commission is. Yeah, take it to the commission. I mean, if I'm you, I would play, like, if being totally honest, I would play Koo just because I think that Butker's also getting one pointers. Yeah, well, Koo's currently in my starting lineup. So, sorry, I'm, I'm glad I just completely derailed that, but I like it. <laughs> Let's get back on track on that one. <laughs> right, anyway, let's get back. So, <laughs> so, so uh, Rams have got the crew cut. So, Bengals and the Steelers. Bengals, I still think we do it. I know that was even me that was to go. It was studs, but I'm just like, Bengals. <laughs> Aye, that's it. It's, I think um, Reindeer Boz is going to get run all over the top of. Logan Wilson's going to eat him up. Um, I'm going Bengals. Yeah, Bengals for me as well. Uh, one we spoke about in great depth. Uh, Browns and Texans. I I, I think um, again it depends if Stroud's fit. It really does for me. Similar to what you were saying, Dan. If Stroud's fit, I think the Texans take this one. If not, I just don't see a way Case Keenum wins. Yeah. So well, I mean, Brian should be extremely happy because he has been incessant. Talking all year about other teams getting lucky and playing backup quarterbacks, and how the Browns never get any luck, and how hard done they are, and like you know, so if they are going to play Keenum like that, that should make him happy for once, I guess. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, if Stroud's out, Texans aren't winning, and I think the Browns win for the Bengals. I would love the Texans to win though, so Texans. <laughs> Yeah, same logic. Stroud's in, they win. Stroud's out, they lose. That's the way I'm looking at it. 
Uh, again, another matchup we kind of mentioned earlier on Lions and Vikings. All right. A Lions for me. Lions. Yep. Easy. Yeah. As discussed. Yeah. Uh, Jags and Bucks. I'm going Bucks on that one. I'm also going Bucks as well on this one. I um, Mayfield, um, shout out to him for a. This could possibly be a, the statistic of the week, by the way. But uh, I never actually thought of one. I don't know if you have one, Dan. So, but no, my statistic of the week then is uh, I think Baker Mayfield is the. Um, I think he was the first quarterback to have a perfect record at Lambeau Field. First visiting quarterback. Visiting quarterback to have a perfect record at Lambeau Field. Yeah. It's Baker Mayfield, so I, I think he's going to be too strong this week as well, and I think Bucks win. Yeah, Bucks for me as well. Uh, Cowboys, Dolphins. Cowboys. I'm also taking Cowboys. Cowboys at home, is, uh, I think they're too strong in the battle of the Cowboys of each division. <laughs> yeah, AFC right. Cowboys versus the NFC Cowboys. And two, and two teams we didn't really discuss in the playoff picture for absolutely obvious reasons. The Ravens and the 49ers. 49ers. I'm not even hesitating in that one. I, I mean, they're too good. I have the 49ers as well. However, the one thing... when Because I, I started looking at this game, before I knew the format that we were going to be going with for the show, I, I just assumed this would be one of the ones in the preview. And when I was kind of starting to do my research into this game, a thought occurred to me where I went, well, you know what? It's like, this could potentially be a Super Bowl preview. I hate to say that, but I'm going to say it. Um, and because of that, are the teams going to be fully open with their playbooks this week? And because of that reason, I wonder if there might be a bit of an upset in the Ravens. It's not really an upset because the Ravens are really good. I can see the Ravens winning because if the Niners just decide, you know what, let's not really show that much because we might be seeing these guys again in the Super Bowl. Like they maybe don't want to give too many looks away. Like I could see that being a, having an impact on the game. But same time, though, I still think the Niners are so strong. It's going to be the Niners. Um, I'm actually going to flip the guys. Uh, playbooks or no playbooks, I'm going to go with the Ravens on this one. I just I like the Ravens. I like watching them. I think. I know we know the Fortinaires. We know what the Fortinaires can do, right? And I think sometimes you get these teams that get to this point in the season where they just have that last run in. They have a blip. Or they have a game where they maybe just slip up because they think maybe we're, we're nearly there. We're nearly there. I think I'm going to go with the Ravens on this one. Um, but this is a, this is a game as you say could go either way. It's one of those ones. Um, but I'm just going to go with the Ravens on it just because I want the Ravens to win <laughs> more than anything else. You want that uh, one right. <laughs> Let's uh, move on to our favourite bit where we all make a mess of it. Fantasy stud and sleeper. So, <laughs> grab yourself first studs with a quarterback. Who have we got? Uh, t- I'm kind of loath to pick the stud because it just seems like a kicking a puppy and things like that. Whereas you go Josh Allen against the Chargers. Is there really any way the Chargers could stop Josh Allen? I genuinely think he could put up 40 or 50 points on his own this week. I think the Chargers are that bad. Yeah. Um, so I think the stud, the obvious one there for me is Josh Allen. The next one for sleeper, um, I think you could go one of two ways. You can go Justin Field or Baker Mayfield um, on these ones. I'm going to go with going to go with Justin Fields just with addition, just for again, just additional rushing ability that he's got ahead of Baker. I think that's probably where he beats him. So I'll go Justin Fields as my sleeper and Josh Allen as my stud. Aye, Fields against the Cardinals looks like a good, a favourable matchup for him. So that's a good yeah. shout. And Baker Mayfield is getting to the point: is he really a sleeper? No, yeah, I think he's twelfth overall in the season or something yeah. like that. So, but aye. no, I, I give you both those picks. Two good picks. Uh, Stu, your running backs. Uh, the stud, as always, feels a bit yeah cop out but um there was a, there was a whole bunch of players I probably could have picked in this slot but I'm gonna go with uh Derek Henry as a stud uh Titans versus Seattle and again this is just me trying to be as much as he's of ob- an obvious name I'm just trying to be a slightly left field with it because yeah. 
I look at Scotland go, they just won like a really, you know, big time game. It's in a short week for them as well. So I could see as much as I do think Seattle should be able to like beat the Titans, like, you know, like, especially if Tannehill's coming back in, not that he's a bad quarterback, but he's not played in a bit and he did not look good earlier this year. Um but I think that Seattle's run defence has been kinda garbage for most of the season. So I could see King Henry just like running completely over the top of them and that's the Titans path to victory. For the sweeper, again, I'm going to go slightly left field because I, I started looking at all these guys going like, well, Dondre Swift, he should have a good week. Well, but I'm like, but that's too obvious. Like, James Cook, for the same reasons you just discussed. Like, again, almost had him down as a stud, but I'm like, too obvious. So for sleeper, I'm going to go with Dante Foreman for the Bears against the Cards. Um, same thing, it's like, there's other, or reason he's a sleeper is... It could be a bit of a tandem in terms of running backs. I don't actually know who's going to boom out it. And Justin Fields could end up running the ball a bit himself as well, which could take touches away. Uh, but I think, you know what, Foreman might still be available in your waiver wire and stuff like that. And maybe he's a guy that could kind of win you, win you a tie or like you can slot in at flex and he might give you that kind of thing to get you over the, the hump in your tie this week. So, cards running to you has been kind of garbage. So, Dante Foreman. Yeah, um, if the commission doesn't agree to our uh, deals, Stu, then I have Dante Foreman on my bench, so he will be being put in. <laughs> yeah, just, just a point you made about Henry there. Yeah, Henry in name is a stud, right? He is, everybody should have him, but the season he's having, he's not. Yeah. He's not an automatic first pick in a fantasy team, definitely not. No. So it's a good shout. Yeah. Um, wide receivers, I don't know. I don't know if this counts a bit left field with these two picks, but I looked at the games, I thought. As we, as we try not to pick the obvious ones, you're not going to pick your CDR and your Tariq Hill. Nobody's going to start them anyway, so there's no point picking them. So, for my stud this week, I went with Mike Evans. I know he probably is a stud, right? But I think with Bray Baker's playing against the Jags, I think that Mike Evans should have a, a big week this week. So, I'm going to go with him as my stud. For my sleeper, I picked this guy a couple of weeks ago on my Coupon and uh, I cursed him. I'm hoping I'm not going to curse him again by making my sleeper. I'm going to go with Michael Pittman. I think the, the Colts at the Falcons... Is he fit? Is he out of concussion protocol, though? Because that was some hit that. he took against... Oh, oh, do you not remember the hit he took against the Steelers? I forgot. I did. And <laughs> Ken's going to get suspended. I forgot. He's picked oh, him as a sleeper and he might actually be sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that in my head, but I didn't want to say it. Um, let me just have a quick... I think look. he's still in concussion protocol yeah. last I heard yesterday. Ah, he's still on concussion protocol. Ah. Hey. Hey. So, Michael Fitton's not playing. Uh, Josh Downs. I moved in the list. Alec Pierce, like, name another Colts receiver. Whatever Colts receiver suits up. Um, yeah, so if Pittman plays, I think he'll have a good game. But if not, we'll go with Josh. Josh Downs is number next one up, isn't he? Um, so, yeah, so there's my... So, Mike Evans and a Colts receiver. There's my two picks. <laughs> Um, stand back to yourself for the Titans. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start my sleeper on this one. Um so for my sleeper, the guy one of the defense you can get after at the tight end position is a Vic Fangio defense. So for that reason, I'm gonna to go to New England and I'm gonna to go to Hunter Henry against the Broncos as a sleeper. Bella Zappi likes throwing to him. Um, I know the Patriots, you're kind of rolling your eyes a bit, Dan. I know the Patriots' defence is, oh, sorry, offence isn't exactly firing. Um, but again, similar to what Stu was saying, I kind of tried to think for a sleeper, somebody that's maybe still available in your sleeper on your waiver wire. Yeah. And I think Hunter Henry fits that bill. I think he got like 16, 17 points last week as well. Um, no, that, that is the whole point. It's picking guys like that. You maybe people when they start, they'll try to give them a better heads up at who they can start. So yeah, no, I can understand your logic. I'm just yeah. like, I just think the hell they it. Who's your stud then? Um, my stud, I am going to go for a homer pick. He's not had the greatest of seasons, but it always turns up against the Raiders, and I'm going to speak it into existence to get me out of the jobby ball playoffs in one of the leagues, and it's going to be Travis Kelsey. I thought we said no agree. <laughs> <laughs> so but I'm still, going to go uh, Travis Kelsey. Studs, I think you've just broke the longest streak in Gridiron Crew Fantasy Stud Sleeper history by not picking 
He's been by the way, every week, I think, or weeks. He is somebody that I looked at the day uh, today, so he's um, it was on my radar. I'll say that, but he said a couple of down weeks, and I just yeah. I am not not convinced. The uh, Ramsey shut out Kelsey pretty much in in Frankfurt, so it's whether again maybe Ramsey sits on CD Lamb and Ferguson gets open. I don't know, so I just wasn't willing to take that risk. No, no that makes sense. Uh, Stu, who's your defenses for this week? Okay, I'm going to go, you just mentioned them there, um, interestingly, just in terms of saying Hunter Henry might shred them, but I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos against the Pats as my stud. Um, again, I was just I kind of looking at all the matchups and going like, okay, yeah, the Bills, I can see them having a huge week, but I'm like, they're not going to be available in your, your waiver wire. And so I thought, I was trying to do it as like, well, who's a stud that might actually be out there for you? So the Broncos against the Pats, I think they could do well this week. Uh, the Pats of offense has been kind of anemic. Um, Zappy's in, so again, so we'll see how he does. But yeah, I don't think he's going to be enough to kind of overcome overcome them. And the Broncos are going to get themselves back on track to maybe making the playoffs or at least being in that end of year conversation as we talked earlier on. For my sleeper, I'm going pure sleeper mode now. Uh, I'm going to go with the 32nd ranked defense in the entire league, the Washington Commanders. Uh, they are playing the Jets this week, so purely just because I'm like, well, with the news that Aaron Rodgers, sure, he's off IR, but they've said he's not suiting up and he's not going to play this year. I think that the the fact that they're like already completely out of it, they're, you know, I think their will is already crushed. They've got one foot in Christmas, the Jets are done, whereas the Commanders, I feel like they've still got something to kind of prove in there, even with guys getting traded out. So I could see the Commanders' defence maybe putting up some good numbers for you in fantasy. Just by virtue of not conceding points, and it's Tra- Trevor. It's looking like Trevor Simeon. They're playing. It's not ah. even looking like Zach Wilson. It's Trevor Simeon, um, uh, potentially. So uh, makes sense. <laughs> Pick the commanders. The we know they're rubbish, but they're not as rubbish as the Jets' offense. So it's fine. <laughs> when I was when I was getting prepped for this, I can I get myself mixed up. When I prepped these, then I realised I made a mistake. I'd went with the Broncos, but I went there with sleepers. But I went I went with the Packers as my uh, stud for. A lot to the Packers. The Panthers is an interesting one. The Panthers don't put up a lot of points. But, and I suppose, again, with them being so bad last week, they're probably on your waiver wire. Right, that is true. Uh, Anyway, so, I decided this week's to mix up. I normally give you the kickers, too. And I know you like kickers, but I thought... I'm going to take a shot at the kickers. So, this week, I actually think... I don't know. I don't really do the kickers. So, Stu, you can tell me your opinion on whether these are left field or whether these are actually quite reasonable picks. So, my... I always look at this, who's going to score me a few goals because touchdowns are irrelevant for a kicker, really. So, my That's stud, good. I went with Chris Boswell uh, for the Steelers. Uh, I think they we should probably, they're playing the Bengals, so could be a bit of a cancel each other out, get some loads of field goals. I have that as a low scoring game. Um, I think we probably went like 15 12, and it's all field goals. So, I mean, that would say that McPherson should probably win, but maybe Boswell's four are all from over 50 yards. and he has been, you go. There you go. Sorry. I was guessing he has been pretty lights out because uh, me, me, Brian and uh, Martin. Oh yeah. We have a side bet, our AFC North kickers uh, side bet, running right now. And interestingly enough, McPherson is actually in third place out of the, <laughs> the three kickers that are competing in it. But uh, Boswell's still number one for completion per, uh, percentage, like on the year for field goals. So yeah, Boswell, I can get behind that as a, a good pick. Yeah, I mean, uh, um. I think McPherson, as you say, he's third. I think a lot of people probably just pick McPherson because of who he is as a kicker anyway. If you've got me, your teammate tends to start, usually. Um, next one, and I think this went based, based on the game. Of, we've actually picked quite a few players for this game already. I want me Cairo Santos as a sleeper. I think the Bears. Yeah, for the Bears. Yeah. yeah. I think the Bears, obviously, Cardinals, whether it's going to be field goals, I and mean, they should get good field position. They should move the ball a good bit. Well, they get in the end zone, that's another question. But I think he... Could be a good shirt as a sleeper to pick up some, yeah. some former Kansas City Chief. That's who Bucker replaced when he got injured. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I actually didn't know who they I looked at the games. I thought Bears kicker, I didn't even know it was him. I had to go and look to see who the Bears kicker was. I forgot it was him. So, <laughs> do those kicker picks meet your approvals too? They do indeed. Yeah, those are definitely they follow the kind of general rule of like who do you think is going to be getting more field goals than 
then kind of touchdown yeah, like our PATs kind of thing. So yeah, no, yeah. I can get behind those. Excellent, guys. That was a good few picks tonight. I enjoyed that. Um, I was going to do statistic of the week next, but we've already done that, so let's skip that. So, guys, <laughs> thank you. It's been it's been great. It's, 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 but a different format tonight. We mixed it up a bit, but as always, Thursday night crew, we get a good discussion in. Um, so, studs, thanks for joining us again. You're you're becoming a Thursday night regular. I know it's obviously I've been off for a few weeks and uh, back to appearances and almost back to back weeks. I think so. Nah, right. it's good good fun. Always good to chat. Excellent. And Stu, thanks for joining us. You're basically a staple of the Thursday night crew now, Stu. So thanks for joining us again. Oh no, great to be here. Uh, just before I go, studs, uh, I just wanted to point out your your trophy case behind you is looking slightly emptier than the last time I saw you. Yes. Back. <laughs> and that, that is, gentlemen, because the trophy has finally made its way to me here in Canada. I can't show you it because I'm not at home right now, but studs, I'll be adding my little uh, my little thing to it kind of thing pretty soon here, and I'm going to get it in for engraving as well over the, the Christmas break, so uh, I can add my little list. So we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of also trying to wait. I'm in the semi-final, um, so I'm... I'm waiting to see if I make the final and if I can maybe keep it in North America and be the first ever the first ever winner. Like you, I think you've won it more than once, but uh, yeah. you did. I've won I've won it twice. There was a, I was in the final three years. I won it my first season, then I was in the final again the next two seasons and lost both those finals. Um, so I nah, never never been a back to back champion in that league. Yeah, so hopefully I can do that. But no, uh, like Dan, uh, going back to what you were saying, no, pleasure being on board as always. And uh, look forward to talking to you next Thursday. <laughs> I will be here next Thursday. But somebody will maybe be here next Thursday if we can get out of our Christmas drunken states. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, thank, again, thanks for tonight. I hope you uh, hope he's both have a great uh, Christmas with the families. So obviously, I won't see you before, before that. Uh, everybody that's watching, listening, thanks for uh, for watching along. Uh, this is will be my last preview crew of the year, so thanks for all the support and the, the following you've given me uh, while I've been hosting this year. I will be back next year. Someone will be here next week. It just won't be me. Uh, I hope everybody that's watching, listening, wherever you are in the world, uh, have a, a great holiday period and uh, enjoy it with your friends and family. Cheers, all later. <laughs>